0: hey guys welcome back this is jasmine zatera and you are now tuned in to the beautifully wounded podcast so being consistent with this podcast has been a struggle i'm not gonna lie Um, but anytime god puts it on my heart to get on here and share you can expect me so how are y'all how has your year been going so far How is your second quarter? This month, even though we're only, what, a weekend, this month has been filled with so much revelation and so much provision for me when it comes to what God is doing in my life and in the lives of others around me. Today has truly been a blessing. It started off a little stressful and not even because anything was going on y'all. I think sometimes the greatest battle that we deal with is the battle within self and it's so crazy how we can think ourselves into a headache. I don't know about y'all but today I literally thought myself into a headache with things that honestly weren't even worth me meditating on. And I'm just so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that even when I find myself in my head, God will remind me that I don't have to stay there. He will remind me that any thought that comes that is not of him, I don't have to receive it. I can reject it. And sometimes that's easier said than done. If you find yourself in a space to where you're being consumed by your thoughts and your thoughts are overtaking you, I just want you to know that those thoughts can be tested. You don't have to receive them. At any point, you can make a decision to reject them. Um, There's a scripture that comes to mind. I can't think of what it is right now, but it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. And so God reminds us that there are certain things that we will think on a regular basis that are not from him. And if you find yourself thinking things that don't sound like God, I just want to encourage you to reject them. I want to encourage you not to receive them. And I want to encourage you to know that just because they come to mind, it doesn't mean that they're real. Um, Today has been a day. A day that started off with me being in my head, but that ended with me walking in the authority that God has given me. And as I sit back and I watch just how God is transforming my life. Just how he's transforming me as a woman. I'm thankful to be in a space to where I can truly hear and discern the voice of God. And walking in the light that he has placed on my life no longer intimidates me. I'm a part of prayer ministry at my church. And it's so crazy because y'all God has been stretching me to pray. Even right now, as we're doing this podcast, I can hear the Holy Spirit telling me to just stop and pray before we go any further. So I'm going to pray. So Father God, I just come to you right now, Lord, just thanking you for this platform. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the people who come back and listen, Lord God. Father God, I just ask that you allow your Holy Spirit to be in the midst. Um, I ask that you bless everyone who will hear this podcast and just Give them what they need, Lord. Father God, you know the needs of your people, so I just ask that you meet them right where they're at. If there's comfort that they need, send comfort, Lord. If there's peace that they need, send peace. If that if there's anxiety that they're battling with, Lord God, I come against the spirit of anxiety. For you have not given us a spirit of fear. You have not given us a spirit of anxiety, but of power, love, and of sound mind. And I just ask that you cover them, Lord. Strengthen them. Help them to not grow weary or to be faint. Help them to know that you are with them and that you love them and that you would never leave them nor forsake them. I honor you, Lord. I make room for you to dwell. I ask that you have your way on this platform. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, this has like literally been my life. Um, it's just so crazy, y'all, how seasons shift. So, since this year has started, God has really had me in a place of prayer. He's had me in a place of prayer to the point where um, I've literally prayed in spaces that I never thought I would pray in. He's had people call me out to pray. Um, I found myself in public places praying. One day I got a phone call. I was on my way to the ATM. And someone that I know, she called me and she was just distraught. And she's like, I just need you to pray. And y'all was literally walking into the AT like into the the bank to use the ATM, and I was on time limit. So it's like, all right, do I sit in this car and pray, or do I just pray as I'm walking to the ATM and get my money and keep it moving? And y'all literally walked into the bank to the ATM. There was like two people behind me, and I'm sitting on the phone, withdrawing money, and I'm praying. No shame. I didn't feel any shame. I didn't care what anybody thought. All that mattered to me in that moment is that the person on the other line needed prayer. There was another moment this year where I had got another phone call um, from someone close to me and someone in their family that has dementia had went missing and he was gone for hours. And I was in the mall, I was shopping for shoes for my daughters and y'all literally was in Nike Outlet sitting on the bench as people walk past me praying and i didn't feel any shame i didn't feel like i needed to hide i didn't feel like um somebody's going to be looking at me or this isn't the place to pray um i just prayed and then even tonight m- at my church i'm a part of prayer ministry and so we meet um at the be- the first Wednesday of every month to pray And as I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the prayer leader, she's praying about certain things and different people who are part of this ministry are getting up and going to pray. And I can just hear the Holy Spirit start to download certain scriptures in me. And so we got up to go pray at the end of the night. Um, We always gather in a circle and I could just hear the Holy Spirit tugging at me. And so I gave them a testimony about something that had happened in my life and just certain things that God was revealing to me as we were in prayer, and I covered our group in prayer. And from there, um, it just broke out to be something so much bigger than what I think any of us were hoping for. And this is just all due to a result of my obedience, just me heeding to the Holy Spirit. Um, Fast forward to me leaving the church. I go to church um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I need a gas. Gas is cheaper in Kenosha than it is in Illinois. But y'all, yeah, I'm so petty. The gas station by my church was $4.14. And I'm like, I know i seen seen uh, gas for $3.99. So I'm just going to go into town and find that gas station. And as I'm driving into town, I had in mind to go to one specific gas station and I can hear the Holy Spirit telling me to go to another. And I didn't understand why. I'm like, Lord, why do I need to go to this gas station? I literally had passed by, I think, two gas stations where gas was three ninety nine, but he literally told me to go to this specific gas station. So I went to the gas station. Um, I walked in to pay and God, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, this is why you're here. And y'all, I I've gone up to people and I've spoken to people, but to go up to somebody who I don't know because the Holy Spirit literally led me and to ask them if they have a need like this was new for me. So I went in, paid for my gas, came back out, sat in the car and let my gas pump. But even still, as I'm sitting there, the Holy Spirit is tugging at me to go and pray for this lady so I'm like all right fine so I go in I act like I'm gonna buy something (laughs) well I did buy something and I'm sitting there talking and I'm just looking how she's acting right because she's smiling she's interacting with the customers but when she goes aside from the customers and she's doing her job I could see worry on her face and um, so I went up to her I said hi and I asked her her name and I said you know, I just told her what led me there. And I asked her, I said, do you have a need right now? And immediately she said, I do. And I said, well, what is your need? And she began to tell me her need. She told me she needed peace in her home. She shared some things with me about her daughter and just certain things that she was going through. And a lot of the things that her daughter was going through, I had been through. And I just prayed for this lady in the gas station where there's people walking around and when I opened my eyes she was crying and she just hugged me and she said thank you I needed that all due to a result of my obedience and I can remember a season in my life where being who God says I am put fear in my heart I used to worry about what people would say or what they would think but now I'm in this space where I don't care my obedience to God is all that matters And sometimes being obedient to God means that people will look at you weird. Sometimes being obedient to God means that you will lose people. But a lot of times being obedient to God means that more people will be drawn to you. They'll begin to see the God in you and it'll cause them to want to know your God. In this season, God is teaching me to walk in the authority that he has given me. And when I was driving um, to look for gas, I can hear the Holy Spirit tell me to record a podcast tonight and remind my people to walk in their authority. Um there are a lot of us who are afraid to walk in our authority. There are a lot of there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who don't know their true identity. And you know you've seen glimpses of your identity, but because your surroundings, because your environment, because what you've been used to has become so comfortable, There's a fear in you of walking in who it is that God says you are because you don't want to be rejected. Well, I'm here to tell you that that rejection doesn't last long. And the more you begin to take steps, and they don't have to be big steps. They can be baby steps. The more you begin to take baby steps towards who God says you are, although you may experience rejection in certain areas, um, specifically those areas that are comfortable, The areas that make you feel uncomfortable, the areas that God is drawing you to, the people who God are drawing you to, they will receive you and they will begin to be able to cover you and give you the love and the guidance and the support that you need. Um, I can just even hear the Holy Spirit telling me now that a lot of you that listen to this podcast are feeling empty and you're feeling empty because you're not feeling you're not being fulfilled in certain areas that you've been given yourself to. Um, And sometimes you have to walk away from certain situations, certain people in order to truly find who you are first to heal, to be able to hear from God, to be able to receive his love, and then to be able to identify who you are and get comfortable with who it is that he's calling you to be. I wasn't always comfortable with who it is that God says I am. Even today, I had a battle with God because it's like, Lord, why do I have to be the person to do this? And why do I have to be the person to do that? And why do I always have to be the bigger person? Why do I always have to be the person who forgives? Why do I always have to be the person to be quiet um, in situations that I really want to speak up in? But I know you're telling me not to speak up. Why do I have to be this person, Lord? So it's a stretching thing. Right now, what God is doing in me goes completely against everything that I've known. It's going against every way that I used to operate. But I can truly say that there is glory on this side. I can truly say that there is more peace on this side. I can truly say that there is more confidence on this side. When we were in prayer today, I literally, I'm just in awe that God trusted me. To cover people in prayer. I'm just in awe that this is an area where God has called. Like, Lord, you trust me to pray for people. Like, that's a big deal, y'all. Y'all, if I don't let everybody pray for me. I just don't. Because truth be told, this, this world is evil. There's so many people who are practicing witchcraft and sorcery. And some people don't even realize it. But a lot of them do. There's so much manipulation and just... Evilness in this world. I don't trust everybody to cover me in prayer. I'm very specific about who I allow to pray for me. I need to know that you are filled with the Holy Ghost and that you truly hear from God, that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And if your walk looks faulty to me, I am not going to ask you to pray for me. I'm just not. And that's just me being real. So the fact that God has trusted me to cover people in prayer. Um, The fact that God has trusted me to intercede on the behalf of others, it's not something that I take lightly. And the more I pray for people, the more God shows me the authority that he has given me in certain areas, the more God reassures me and just esteems me and let me know that um, I am not of this world and that he has set me apart. And being set apart can sometimes feel like you're an outcast, especially when You are in an environment where it goes completely against what you've known, but I've learned to be okay with being set apart. Um, There's this scripture that I read every day and and I'm sure I've told you guys about it, but I'm going to put it in the show notes and it's Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. And at the end it says, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now and still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I may keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. So when I pray this, I pray it from first person. I pray it from first person, letting God know like I am an I am an I am an ambassador in chains. God, you have called me. You have called me, Lord. You have called me. You have chosen me. I am in chains when it comes to what it is that you tell me to do concerning your people. So I just ask that you help me to be bold when I speak it. I ask that you help me to not be fearful when I speak it. I ask that you help me to not be fearful when I walk in it. I ask that you help me to declare what thus says the Lord. Um, Another version of Ephesians six. This is the King James version, and this is verse eighteen through twenty, and it says, "Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, and for me." That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So I pray this every day. I pray that God may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. I pray that he continues to strengthen me as an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So as I pray this daily, God puts me in positions to where it's used. <laughs> and y'all, sometimes I be like, Lord, you know, these people gonna think I'm crazy. And then the Holy Spirit reminds me, Jasmine, they've thought you were crazy for worse reasons. Why not be crazy? for doing what thus says the Lord. And so I've just learned to walk in it. And it's so funny because as I pray, um, not that color matters because it doesn't, but, and even not that age matters because it doesn't either. But I'm on this prayer team at my church and there were probably about 20 something of us today there just praying, right? And so I am literally the youngest person. Not only am I the youngest person, I'm the youngest person and I am one of maybe six black people on this prayer ministry. And everybody else is Caucasian for the most part. I think we have one guy who's of Asian descent, another guy who's of Hispanic descent. But for the majority, they're all white. And it's so funny because they literally, ever since I've gone to this church, like people have been drawn to me, but it ain't that it's me they're drawn to. They see the God in me. So it's this one lady who I just love and she just really be giving me the courage to pray because she will call it like literally y'all, she will go up to you and lay hands on you. If you sick, like God has given her healing hands and I just love it. She's gotta be, in her 70s she's an older white lady oh my god but I just love her and it's so funny because when we were about to leave she just hugged me and um she's like I just love you and she's like you are just such a beautiful woman and she just affirmed me she affirmed who I am she affirmed the God that sent me and this is something that I've experienced in so many different ways as I continue to take the baby steps to be who God says I am. Learning to walk in my authority means to leave behind what's familiar. Learning to walk in my authority means being uncomfortable to go, being uncomfortable with going in rooms that I don't always necessarily feel like I fit in. But the more I step towards walking in my authority of who God says I am, the more receptive people are to who I am and whose I am. Um, There's nothing like being in a room where people can see the God in you. And I think sometimes we grow and we see our growth, but we want the people in that old environment to see our growth. And that old environment isn't necessarily where God is calling that growth to. He wants us to step in rooms that are bigger than us. But in order for us to step into rooms that are bigger than us, we have to become comfortable with the unknown. We have to trust the God that we so love and serve. You can't say that you trust God and then not become comfortable with the uncomfortable phases that he takes you through in life. Anywhere that you are comfortable in, If there are areas of of your life where you are comfortable and you feel stagnant, it's because God is no longer growing you there. And in order for him to continue to grow you, you have to be willing to step into the unknown. You have to be willing to step into rooms where you feel like you don't necessarily fit. You have to be, even if you're not comfortable with it, you have to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that has literally been my prayer for this season of my life. That has literally been my prayer um, for this year. Lord, help me to be uncomfortable. Help me to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the more I pray it, the more strength he has given me to walk things out. Things that used to um, cause me to get frustrated or act out or respond or or be reactive. I'm no longer reactive, I think, before I do things. Um, I'm very intentional about who I spend my time with and what I give my time to. Um, I'm very intentional about what I allow to feed me. As you guys know, I'm not on social media and it's probably one of the best decisions that I've made because it's allowed me to be more aware of what's going on with me, what's going on with my children, what's going on with my community, what's going on with the needs of people. Because think about it. If I would have left prayer and I would have hopped right on my phone to scroll and see what's going on in somebody else's life. I wouldn't have been able to hear the Holy Spirit when it came to me going to pray for that lady. I want to always be in the space to where I can hear God's directions concerning my life and what his and what his next assignment for me is. And the only way that I've been able to do that is to allow him to cultivate me. The only way I've been able to do that is to really tune out the distractions um, so that I can really hear the voice of God concerning who I am and concerning where he's taking me. I was at the farmer's market in Kenosha last week and, you know, I literally was just wasting time. My son was getting his hair cut and I just was wasting time, but I love the farmer's market and what they do was at the... From November to May, no, from November to the end of April, it's indoors. And I've never been to the indoors farmers market. I always go to the one outside. And so I saw a sign for it. And I went into the farmer's market and I'm just walking around and I'm talking to people and that's just I just talk to people, y'all. It's just what I do. And I was talking to this one man, um, he was telling me about his product, and um he got to asking me questions. He's like, you know, you're very engaging. And my 14 year old, he's wanting to work. He's like, you know, you were telling me about your son. And if he's as as engaging as you and if he can talk to people like you, like I'll give him a job. This man wasn't even about me. Don't know. Didn't know the conversation that me like literally I didn't even mention anything to him about my son wanting to work. But because of who I am, because I allowed who I am to shine forth. Because I just showed up in the room being who God says I am, it presented me with an opportunity. I left from talking to him and went to another booth and was and was able to meet this woman who was able to speak into something that I desire to do. Um, And now she's going to be walking me through that process simply because I just showed up in the room being who I am simply because I showed up in the room walking in my authority. Being confident in who I am. Y'all, that didn't come from me. It didn't come from me. It only came from the God that's in me. It's all, it only came from me truly allowing God to do a new thing in me and trusting him through the process. And Y'all, it hasn't been the easy process. Um, choosing to follow God. And who it is that he says you are, it's not always easy. But it's worth it. Um, I've learned to trust him more. I've learned to be more more vulnerable with him. I've learned to be more vulnerable and trusting with the people that he places in my life. I've learned that everybody who comes in my life is not coming in my life to hurt me. They're not coming in my life to take from me. Um, most of the people that he's put in my life over the past five months, he's literally placed there to feed me. Um, because I'm a giver. I give and I pour. But a lot of times we give and we pour more than we receive. We have more people that need us than feed us. And so he's been building my community to be um, people who feed me. And y'all, I am fed. There's so many people in my life who feeds me. Um, there's so many people in my life who I can call when I just feel depleted. Um, even just today, um, if you've listened to a few episodes ago, I told you guys how I stopped drinking. So I'm, I think I don't know what day this is. Like 126 days sobriety. Um, and I was on the phone with my sponsor, and she had said she was. She always asked me how I'm doing. <laughs> She always asks me how I'm doing today. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's always frustrated about something that really wasn't worth being frustrated about. But she created a space for me to just vent. And after I finished venting, she poured. She poured into me. She helped to fill me up. And even though I didn't feel completely filled, um, I felt better than I did before I got on the phone with her. I was able to just cry and just be a little girl. And and I need those rooms, you know, when you're a mother, when you're a giver, we won't even just deal with being a mother. When you're a giver, sometimes you need a space to where you can just be a kid. You know, adulting is ghetto. It really is. Like, it's so ratchet, y'all. Oh, my God. And sometimes I just want to be a kid. And I've literally been living in that space. I've been living in a space where, you know what, Lord, I don't know anything. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without the people that you've called um, to me. I'm I'm nothing without them, Lord. And sometimes I just need space to be a kid. Sometimes I just need space to throw a temper tantrum. But those have to be safe spaces, not in spaces where people are going to co-sign with how I feel or, you know, take my side. No, I be needing wisdom. Not somebody my age necessarily, because if we can just be honest, everybody who's in their 30s ain't wise. I've been needing somebody who got some old wisdom, somebody who done been around the block, somebody who done tested and tried a few things. So a lot of the people that God has placed in my life, they're more seasoned. And I'm so thankful for that. They done been through some things. And not only have they been through some things, but they've come out of those things um, by the grace of God. Trusting God and with him on their side and they're flourishing. Um, I don't need anybody in my life who can't cover me in prayer, who can't lead me back to the word and who can't check me when I need to be checked and love on me the way that I need to be loved on and give me a space to be a kid because I'm still growing. I'm still being stretched. I still have not arrived to who it is that God says I am. This thing is truly a process. And sometimes the process sucks. But I be needing rooms. I be needing people who I can really share that with, who understand and who can help me to be more patient, be more patient with who I am. So even though I've been been giving, um, God has been making sure that I've been fed. And that's only as a result of me being willing to leave old things behind and make space to walk into the new. That's the only way. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for the ability to be walk, be able to walk in the authority that God has given me. And I truly believe that that is something that he desires for a lot of us to do. I believe that is what he desires for all of us to do. But the fact of the matter is, is that many are chosen, but few accept the call So you have to ask yourself, will you accept the call? Will you take a step of faith to come out of old things, to be stretched, to be uncomfortable, and truly allow God to cultivate you into who it is that he says you are? There's so much authority that comes in it. There's so much authority that comes with it. I remember... um, I remember someone had said to me one time, like, what authority do you have to-, <laughs> to say certain things and to do certain things? And back then I'm like, hmm, I'm like, hold on. No, I got the authority that God says I have. God tells us in His word that I've given you the power and the authority to trample over serpents and s- serpents and snakes. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you because I'm with you. God gave us a certain authority. But a lot of us don't recognize it. We don't realize it. We think that we just have to take what life gives us. Oh, life is giving me anxiety. I got to take it. Oh, life is giving me depression. Oh, I got to take it. Oh, life is giving me stress. Oh, I got to take it. No, you don't have to take it. I'm not saying that those things aren't going to come because they do. But God has given us a manual. He's given us the Bible. He's given us this whole book to show us how to come against those things. He also tells us that my people perish through the lack of knowledge. There's certain resources that he's given us to help us with these things when they come against us. One of the resources that he's given us when it comes to depression and stress and anxiety is therapy. But for some reason, a lot of us still think that we can figure this thing out on our own. If you can figure out your anxiety and your stress and your depression and your anger and all these things on your own, then they wouldn't keep coming back. They wouldn't keep coming up. It wouldn't still be defeating you. Y'all know that I'm a big advocate for therapy. I've been in therapy for three years and therapy has helped me to get my authority back. Um, I literally sit in therapy some days and I just be in awe. Like last week, I just was in awe of my growth because I remember how broken I was when I first came to my therapist. But me choosing to go to therapy is, was me choosing to take my authority back. Me choosing to go to therapy was me recognizing that I don't have to continue to accept the lies that the enemy has been telling me um, when it comes to my thought process, when it comes to my emotions, when it comes to this trauma that I have. I don't have to continue to accept this. So because I don't have to continue to accept it, I'm going to do something about it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but... I'm going to keep coming back every week until I take my authority back fully and completely. And that is literally what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the manifestation of God in my life. Three years ago, I didn't know how long it was going to take. But I chose to trust the process anyway. You have to trust the process. Don't worry about the timeline. Slow and steady wins the race. You remember the story of the tortoise and the hare. Um, The hare tried to take the easy way out and to do tricks and, you know, he thought he could manipulate the system and the tortoise just took his time. He took his time and he ended up running the race because he trusted the process. You have to learn to trust the process. When you learn to trust the process of who God is calling you to be, it makes it easier for you to truly walk in your authority with confidence Um, Not just with confidence, but with um, longevity. You know, God wants to build some things in us that will last. He wants to build some things in us that will last. Not just some quick fix, microwavable stuff. No. He built you to last. Even when you think about just how a baby Is formed, you know, you get pregnant, but just because you found out you're pregnant, it don't mean that the baby is going to come right away. It takes 40 weeks to grow a baby. Your life is no different. You have to trust the process. And the more you learn to trust the process, the more confidence you'll have when it comes to walking in the authority that God has given you. um, When it comes to being who he's called you to be. So, yeah, I think that's all I got tonight. Um, I think I want to start doing something. And I just believe that there's a lot of you guys who listen to this podcast and you need prayer. And I know I've extended it before, but I just want you to know that I'm here to pray for you. Um, although you can't reach me on social media, you can reach me through my email. Um, and I'll put that in the show show notes. That's beautifully wounded podcast at gmail.com. And I just want to begin to pray for you. It'll just be between us. You know, just send me an email and let me know your specific prayer need. And I will go before God and I will pray for you if it's something that you want to do over the phone with me, I'm available. If it's something that you just want me to do in my quiet time with God, I'm available. Um but God is desiring to do something through us as his people, but he can't continue he can't do it if we continue to allow pride to get in the way. He can't do it if we continue to walk around Like everything is okay with our lives, but we're dying on the inside. He doesn't want that for you. God desires for you to be free. But the first step of being free is surrenderance. Surrendering to say, Lord, I don't know it all. Surrendering to say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Surrendering to say, Lord, I don't know where to start. Surrendering to say, Lord, I don't know if I hear from you. Surrendering to say, Lord, I really don't know who I am. I don't know what you've called me to do. I don't know how to get out of this situation. I don't know how to do better. He's waiting for you to surrender to him so that he can do a new work in you, so that you can heal and grow and be cultivated into who it is that he is calling you to be. Because before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew you. He knew the plans that he had for you. He knew who he created you to be. He adores you and he loves you. And he wants what is best concerning you. You just have to receive him. And the more you learn to receive him, the more you learn to receive um, those people that he may be calling um, to you to help you in this next season of your life the easier it'll be for you to walk in that authority. And it's scary. Y'all, listen. I sat in my car for like 10 minutes. (laughs) I sat in my car for 10 minutes. Literally. Like, Lord, this is weird. You want me to go in this gas station and pray for this lady? But my obedience to God is more important than how I feel about something. It's more important. All right, fine. I've never done this before. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because you told me to, you told me to, people have told, come on y'all, we've been told to do some crazy things. We listen to people who don't got it all, who don't know it all, who still going through their own stuff. So it's like, all right, if I'm going to listen to anybody, I'm going to listen to God. Um, and so that's just where I'm at. And I truly believe that it's something that he's desiring for more of us. He's desiring for more of us to get in a space to where we really just hear from him and allow him to do something in us. Allow him to do a work in us. The world needs you. The world needs the version of you who God says you are. Not even necessarily the you who you think you are because when I look at the woman that God is stretching me to be and lately it's for some reason especially over the past couple months it's been uncomfortable because I I got comfortable with being one version of me in one season. And now God is stretching me to a completely different version. And he's having me do things and say things and make decisions that I've never made before. And y'all, it's uncomfortable. It's been so uncomfortable to the point where I've questioned myself. Like, was this what I was supposed to do? Did I make the right decision? Because it's so unfamiliar. Is so unfamiliar, but I'm knowing that I'm hearing him. So I'm making a conscious decision to not trust me and to just trust God. Anything that don't look familiar, anything that don't look like the old me, any anything I'm choosing to trust God. All right, Lord, this ain't me trusting me. This me trusting you. And the you and me is bigger than me. Um, And that's just kind of how I've been walking the thing out. And. The more I do it, the more he reassures me of the identity that I'm displaying. And I'm thankful for that. I can remember well today I went through this thing where I'm feeling like, Lord, uh, I don't fit in certain areas like. I just, I don't know. I just was meditating on something and I just was thinking about, um, just certain things that women do, um, not necessarily women who I hang out with or anything, but just certain things that women do for attention and just. The desperation in women when it comes to certain things, and it's something that is big in our community um and I'm like, Lord, I'm not like that, and it it almost it almost has me, and I've done this a long time, but it had me questioning today like Lord well maybe, maybe I should just be like everybody else, and I y'all, this has been a battle since I was a kid. Um, but certain things just aren't appealing to me and, uh, yeah, we'll just say, we'll save that for another episode, (laughs) but he literally, I went through this thing where I just was feeling like, well, maybe I should just be like the culture and God is like, "Eh, whatever, have your moment. And by the time he by the time the day ended, he reminded me of why I'm not like the culture. Um and why he's called me to this place. And that can be intimidating, but I'm confident in my authority. Um, I love that people trust me. I love getting phone calls for people to pray for for me to pray for people. I love it. I love seeing people who see God in me I love it I love it and it's not it's not even necessarily anybody who's closest to me honestly it's not it ain't my family like certain people in my family they see it like my grandmama oh my God, she see it but it's it's the people who don't know me the people who meet me for the first time and are like my God I just love that I love it I love not feeling like I have to go back into an environment and prove who I am. Cause I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. It took me a long time to get there. But I don't live my life for the validation of others. I live my life for the glory of God. And I'm so thankful to be in a space to where I don't care about nobody's approval but his. His and my kids. (laughs) And that's just real. If it ain't God or my kids, I don't really care. Anything that over anything else that comes out is truly just the overflow. Cause my 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 commitment, my life belongs to God. And after it belongs to Him, it belongs to me, and then it belongs to my kids. So as long as I'm making God proud, I'm making myself proud, and I'm making my God and I'm making my kids proud, that's all that matters to me. And anything else that comes from it is just the overflow. And right now, God is allowing me to overflow even when I feel like I've given enough, even when I feel like I don't got no more to give. God placed me, places me in a position to be fed, um, to be restored, to be built up, and then to pour. My cup truly runneth over simply because of how I've allowed God to cultivate my life and guide me and strengthen me. And give me the, the courage to walk in the authority that he's given me. So today I want you to take a baby step. And maybe you won't do it today. Maybe you won't do it until tomorrow. Maybe you won't do it until next week. But I want, you, I want to encourage you to write on your calendar. Um, to put a reminder in your phone. To take a baby step towards who it is that you know God is telling you that you are. Take a baby step to walk away from things that you know aren't serving you anymore. Take a baby step to remove yourself from an environment that's not allowing you to grow. Take a baby step to get the therapy that you know you need in order to deal with the trauma that you've carried for so long. Take a baby step to really face your insecurities in those areas where you have low self-esteem. Just take a baby step toward it. I promise you it will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. And God is not going to leave you hanging. When you take one step, he takes 10. He's going to see you through. He's already there waiting for you. But he can't take the step for you. You have to take it for yourself. So that's all I got. I love y'all. I hope that y'all have a great rest of your week. If you're a mother. Happy Mother's Day. I pray that you are showered with nothing but gifts and love and rest. I get Mother's Day off. My kids are not here. They won't be back until Monday. Um, So I'm going to enjoy my day and probably bless some people along the way. But I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Until next time. Bye.